Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Oh, that was the moment, and what a moment it was. The 117th World Series claimed by the Atlanta Braves, 7 to nothing in Game 6. They blew the lead in Game 5, uh, and they had to see it out in Houston in Game 6. Their second ever title as the Atlanta Braves, and their first in 26 years, 1995, the last time they held the trophy aloft. Uh, to join us, uh, joining us all the way from Atlanta too, to give us an, uh, an insight into how the city's still partying, the response to it, and just what it means uh, to the city of Atlanta. Kurt Gill from Atlanta Baseball Talk, the podcast. You can see him on Twitter, ATL Baseball Talk. Uh, he's been good enough to stay up late to have a chat to us. Kurt, hello to you. Hello, Sam. Thanks for having me on. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure. Um, when you hear that moment again... For a lifelong Atlanta Braves fan, what's the emotion and what's the feeling? Uh, <laughs> well, it's uh, of course, it's exhilaration, and maybe uh, you could probably feel the enormous exhale all the way in Australia from a lot of Atlanta fans that uh, we finally have another championship. The city has been plagued by, uh, you know, what we call the curse up here for a long time. No uh, major championships since 1995 when the Braves won the only major championship that we've ever had here in Atlanta. Of course, the uh, notorious, infamous 28-3 to Super Bowl that the Falcons blew a few years ago will will remain a taint on the city forever, but um, it's it's so exciting to finally break through. I, I know so many Atlanta fans that you, you, you could never – really appreciate the moment was going to happen until they actually handed the trophy to uh, Brian Snitker and the team because, you know, it's been so close and so many times and so many heartbreaks over the years since 1995. So it's, uh, it's, it's a tr- tremendous feeling. Hey, Kurt, just take us inside the, the pecking order in Atlanta sporting organizations. I think we're all fairly certain that for the most part, around the U.S., it's football number one, basketball number two, uh, and baseball sort of coming very close at the heels uh, of basketball and maybe even having fallen away in a couple of years. Would that ring true in Atlanta? And then what does this result do in terms of that pecking order? Well, I would think uh, being a city in the South, baseball is probably a higher priority um, because kids can play baseball all year long down here. Um, so, and the probably the biggest sport in in the Southeast, at least where Atlanta is, is probably college football uh, with University of Alabama and Florida and Georgia and all yeah. these huge um, um, teams down here. Um, so, I would say honestly, in Atlanta, the the Braves are probably behind, um, you know, any of the the major college 
football programs that people are associated with, then it would probably be Braves, then Falcons, which is the NFL professional football team, and then the Hawks, which is the basketball team. Um, the Hawks have never really had a foothold in Atlanta like they have, uh, you know, and like basketball has in, in other major markets, you know, New York and Los Angeles and places like that where they've, where they've had success. I mean, the Hawks just really have never had much success as a franchise. Um, so that's probably why they would linger back. Hey, Kurt, let's uh, talk about the game itself. It, it seemed like this was going to be Atlanta's night, the, the moment that uh, Solar hits that 446-yard home run, the three-run home run, at, I think it was the top of the bottom of the third. It, it just had the feel from then and there that, okay, this is this is going to be Atlanta's night for, because it, Houston couldn't could barely get a hit. The pitching was phenomenal, and to keep a team that scored more runs than anyone in baseball to, to, to zero, I thought that was as phenomenal achievement as the seven runs. How, how did you see the game, and when did you feel comfortable? Well, the Braves were really good uh, coming off losses this postseason. They uh, ended up going 5-0 and off losses this, this postseason. Um, you figured Freed, Max Freed, who was the starter in Game 6, who was the best pitcher in, in Major League Baseball the second half, but it really struggled his last two starts in the postseason, unfortunately, a, a bad time to uh, have have struggles. But there was um, – there was a lot written up here that he perhaps was tipping his pitches, that he was um, flaring his glove when he was throwing off-speed pitches and not wow. doing that when he was throwing fastballs. And so the last two starts, it was believed that maybe he was t- tipping his pitches. So as a fan, you hope that maybe that was actually true when it wasn't a health issue or that he it was just the end of a long season and he had lost it and that it was something that could be rectified like – uh, you know, that he was tipping his pitches. So him coming out and looking so great, of course, getting through that first inning where he gets, we get stepped on and then gets the double play to get out of that inning. Uh, you feel, you felt like after that you were going to get Max Fried, who was so dominant in the second half. And then Solaire had bailed us out. I mean, he had three massive home runs in the series. And that, of course, was literally and figuratively the biggest one of the three. It was huge. Um, it was so, absolutely yeah, once, monstrous. Once he, yeah huge uh out of the stadium literally pitted out of the stadium yep. so um you felt like that was all the breakthrough they needed and probably for the team too then they just it sort of unleashed the gates and they ended up scoring the seven runs so yeah it, it was it, definitely the pins and needles until Solaire hit that home run and then you felt like maybe it was going to happen but you know you never you're never safe we saw it against LA we saw it against uh, Houston too, where the Braves scored some runs and then weren't able to hold lead. So you never wanted them to stop uh, scoring with those two potent offenses that they had to face in this in these two two last rounds of the playoffs. Speaking to Kurt Gill from the Atlanta Baseball Talk podcast, uh, coming to us from Atlanta after the Braves uh, seven to nothing winning Game Six yesterday, clinch the World Series, their, their second title, their first since nineteen ninety five. Kurt, um, for those who aren't as um, clued in to the intricacies of baseball, and I must admit, I don't get to watch it as much as I once used to, but when I really was into it in a big way, one of the things that I, I was able to learn at the time was just how crucial 
the use of the bullpen is and, and tactically how you go about using your relief pitchers, when to use them, um, you know, the matchups between pitcher and batter and how much thought goes into that. So I was really, I was really impressed and I, and I loved hearing the explanation of what a great story Matsik was, who was one of the relief pitchers who I think got sent down to triple A ball last year, if I'm not mistaken, and then comes back and plays a crucial role in, in clinching a World Series. He's one of many great stories throughout this Braves team that we'll talk about. Well, and Matzik actually, you might be thinking of A.J. Minter, who's been sit down a couple of times. Matzik's story is actually better because he was drafted in the first round a few years ago by uh, the Colorado Rockies and actually developed the yips, uh, couldn't throw to couldn't throw strikes anymore he he lost his ability yeah, that's, to, that's, yeah. to throw that's right and he left the game completely was like bagging groceries and and um then sort of started working his way back through these low-level leagues um to where he uh you know could work his way back up into the majors and the braves sort of took a flyer on him it, it was it was sort of a one of those things where they had nothing to lose by giving a former first round talent uh opportunity to reclaim himself and of course he was absolutely brilliant we were sort of debating whether he or Solaire deserved the mvp of this uh the world series because of of how amazing he was um yeah they, they, as far as the, the relievers go i think the game has changed a, more uh now I, you know you used to see you, you harken back to the 95 braves when they won the world series tom glavin pitched game six of the World Series that won against Cleveland back then and pitched eight innings in that game. Um, as good as Max Fried was yesterday, you knew there was never a chance that he was going eight innings. He was, mm. gonna, he was trying to get them to a point where they could bring in their uh, night shift, as they were calling him, which is a mix of those guys, Minter, Matzik, Luke Jackson, and their closer, Will Smith. Um, and it's just, it, it's changed. The game has changed uh, a lot that they don't run these starting pitchers out there anymore. I think that uh, this is, you know, certainly historic with the World Series that the relievers, I think, might have thrown more innings than the starters did through this, this World Series, which seems crazy. The um, there's there's some there's some lifers or almost lifers when in American sport in particular where um, there is such fluidity of movement um, that t- players are so mobile these days in terms of where they go coaches as well but there's some players with Atlanta that have been there for a really long haul I think Smith and Freeman but the coach Brian Snitka has been there for four decades and um, that was I think that was one thing that the broadcast was really wanting to to highlight and touch on is that there's some people at that organization that have been there for the long haul and that's a victory that's made even sweeter when you've got people that are so entrenched in the organization and in the city itself yeah, Snickers a, a really uh, special guy. He has been with the the team, as you mentioned, forty plus years, um, up and down. Uh, the, you know, he would sort of get up to the Braves and would be a third base coach, and then would be a reassigned. They clearly valued him as a commodity in their system, but. Um, and they would want him to be part of uh, managing some level of team, but it would be tough as a professional to sort of get to the pinnacle of coaching on the major league staff. He worked for Bobby Cox, who, of course, is the longtime Hall of Fame manager here in Atlanta. 
Um, and then would they wanted him to go down and work, you know, maybe single A baseball, manage that team because maybe they had a bunch of talented kids on that team and they valued him so much as a as a coach and a teacher. So as a good company man, he would go and take that job, which of course it's a big haul going from, you know, living the lights in the hotels of major league baseball to back on the buses and the, in the long road trips of being back in single A ball and living somewhere um, in some small town in Mississippi or something like that. And uh, for him to have stuck it out this long, even when he got the job, it was on a temporary basis because they had fired another manager and he didn't earn a, <laughs> a, um, a contract until, uh, you know, he was a temporary manager for a while before he finally earned a contract. So um, thank God he's persevered through all this as a man. I, you know, you read a lot of articles and I've never met him personally, but he seems as quality a human being as you can possibly imagine to be part. I know the players love him to death and, uh, would run through walls for him. Um, so it's great that he was able to, to bring this home. I mean, Bobby Cox, who was legendary here, was only able to win one World Series mm. for the Braves, and now Brian Snickers won one as well. Just a couple more from me, Kurt, um, before we let you go, because I know it's late over there. But when it comes to Brian Snicker, it, there's often, there, when we think about coaches in any sport, how they manage adversity and how they manage their team through adversity is as crucial an element in that role as there is. And for the Braves, with all the injuries that occurred throughout the course of the year, I mean, none bigger than Ronald Acuna Jr., the, the outfielder, but but the, he wasn't the only one. I mean, their ability to weather the injury storm and, and for players to step up and cover places and and the ability to find players and bring them in, that, that was a, um, a crucial element to, to this story and to this success. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, they're, uh, even before Ronald Acuna went down, they lost Mike Soroka, who uh, was their best starter, starting pitcher last year. He tore his Achilles. That's right. And yep. then retore it this year. Yep, so he's missed the entire season. You lost Travis Darno, who was their starting catcher for a huge chunk of games when he tore his thumb up, obviously. The Marcelo Zuna unfortunate incident um, that he was and has been suspended from baseball. I don't even know what his future is going to be. I'm sure they're trying to get out of under his contract because of some personal legal issues. So yes, it, it's it's incredible that they were able to overcome it. Um, you know, a lot is written about how 111 games into the season the Braves were under 500, and no team that far into the season is under 500 has ever gone on to win the World Series. And I think that's a lot with Brian Snicker. I mean, I think he could have kept them calm, um, and the 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 front office had the opportunity to be sellers. They certainly could have gotten rid of some guys, um, Freddie Freeman, who doesn't have a contract for next year perhaps at the top of the list. Um, but they, instead of doing that, they were buyers and went out and bought these, bought, they traded for these outfielders that, uh, of course, turned the tide of the World Series with the performance they put in. So it was an amazing thing um, that they, and then, of course, they was Charlie Morton in the World Series. So um, it's it's been an amazing thing. I, as a fan, you you never wanted to give up on them, but you were. It was such a frustra frustrating first half of the season because they were one game away from the World Series last year, and there mm. were such high expectations this year. And then for the season to play out like it did, you were wondering, you know, if Snitker was going to get fired, what was going to happen. 
And then the, the end result was never one that you envisioned it was going to be with the World Series championship. No, and especially beating the Dodgers as well. That was the one that really stood out to me. I, I sort of had the feeling that the moment that you beat the Dodgers, which, by the way, this incredible stat that's developing, that the Dodgers obviously won the World Series last year, but since 2016 or maybe even 2015, every team that's won the World Series has had to beat the Dodgers to do it. So the moment you guys beat the Dodgers, I remember thinking, gee, I reckon they're home here. I, um I just think that sometimes, and we've seen it in our in our um, Australian rules football, uh, AFL, uh, professional Aussie rules this year, where a team wearing the similar colours to, to the Atlanta Braves ended a, a, a 57-year drought. And it just seemed that to, this year's another year of the drought sort of thing. Milwaukee in the NBA, and I thought, yeah, there's a drought breaker, and maybe baseball karma is just not going to let the Astros win. Explain how it's an interesting thing that you guys ended up being the the passive fans' favourite. I mean, the baseball fans who weren't either an Astros fan or a Braves fan were probably cheering for you guys, given the the the, the sign stealing uh, the sign stealing uh, controversy from the the Astros World Series in 2017. That's really interesting that you guys were fans' favourite because you guys have got a bit of controversy at the moment with a trend going through the, the the American sports at the moment with the Washington Redskins becoming the Washington Football Team with the Cleveland Indians changing their name from the Indians. The Atlanta Braves are sticking with the Atlanta Braves, and that that's got a bit of backlash. But you guys found yourselves the sentimental favourites in this. Yeah. Uh I think that to, to your first point real quick, that the, getting through the Dodgers, especially after blowing a 3-1 lead to them last year, um, and mm. then sort of we got up 3-1 again this year and then lost game, uh, lost the fifth game. So in the back of your mind, you're, you're, you're hoping, but you're thinking, good Lord, could this happen to us again where we blow this? Um, and to, to overcome that, I think for the players, too, that they were able to get through that um, – that obstacle it's just to get past the Dodgers who of course are the big the big team now I mean they're they're the they're the modern Yankees with their huge payroll and they pick up every all-star player and and yeah the Braves you know were underdogs the the Braves weren't picked to even beat Milwaukee the Milwaukee Brewers in the first round by anybody Mm. so um, for them to be able to get through the Dodgers was amazing and you felt like that the players had to have felt like that was such a huge accomplishment that they could then win the whole thing to the second point, uh, yeah, it's it was sort of uh, dueling um, levels of who people disliked more based on certain factors. Um, you know, the, the cheating scandal with Houston has certainly um, continued. Altuve, when he was batting in Atlanta, they were screaming cheater every time he came up to bat. Um, and, yes, the, the, the mascot, the, the Braves have – shown no inclination that they are changing the name of the team or that they are getting rid of the chop. There was a couple of uh, murmurs a few years ago that they were going to try and phase the chop out. Um, But it's a fan base that is, uh, it's conservative. It's Southern conservative. Um, So um, they are playing to their masses, if you will. Donald Trump was at game four um, and received a very warm uh, welcome at the game. So, um, that is just uh, part of um, the politics of this country, and the Braves are certainly going to be part of that. They are—they apparently are not going to fall to the PC crowd that wants the name changed, like um, some of these other teams. And I'm not saying it's politically correct that they're changing their name. It's—it's it's something that should be done. And um, as a longtime Braves fan, it 
it is disconcerting to me uh, that they still have a name that is associated with um, sort of this racist trope, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it does not look like it's changing um, to, to, to um, put the final point on it. I, the Braves have no interest. They are owned by a corporate entity that has no interest. And so they will remain. In fact, uh, the commissioner of baseball uh, before one of the games, maybe it was before game one was asked about it. And he made some sort of, weak answer about it's regionally accepted and and so therefore we are fine with it and not going to push them to do anything and the next day a huge native american organization came out and said um no in fact we still find it very racist and we would really like them to change the name so that's where it is and that's where it's going to stay i can't imagine this being where we are in the country that um they're interested in changing the name at all well, I, I really do appreciate you giving us an insight to it, Kurt. Um, obviously, don't want to detract from what's been a, an incredible achievement uh, from a, a baseball perspective and what it would mean to the city of Atlanta, but it is um, playing on in the background and has been uh, ever-present during this World Series as well. But, um, mate, thank you so much for giving us some time, for staying up late and, and for bringing us all in. Is the party still going? Is the last question that we have, are they still partying in Atlanta? <laughs> yeah, uh, they have two parades planned for Friday uh, because the Braves have moved outside of Atlanta. They are now in Cobb County, which is about 25 miles, 25 minutes outside the city of Atlanta. So they're going to host a, par- a parade in the city. Then they're going to host a parade outside the city. But, yeah, it'll be going on. I'm a little older than I was actually at Game 6 in 1995, and it was a little different experience then as a 25-year-old than it is as a 51-year-old who <laughs> stayed home to watch the games with my kids this time. So um, I'm a li- in a little better shape than I was <laughs> 26 years ago at this time. But, yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of folks out there that will be enjoying this, uh, doing this for a while. Now the next step is to make sure that UGA wins – the national championship in college football. And I, I think, uh, you know, it will never end if that happens. Well, we might speak to you if and when. Hey, uh, Kurt Gill, thanks so much. Really appreciate your time. <laughs> yeah, Sam, thanks for having me. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.